and hello, dear listeners. Um, it is Tuesday, March 23rd, 2021. It's early in the morning. My family's still asleep. I'm having to whisper this. Sorry if that's irritating, but I don't want to wake my family up. Anyway, this is an announcement that is valid until April 6th. So today's March 23rd. It is approximately three weeks until our episode 150. What we would like you to do, dear listener, is send us a voicemail. That's right. Go on your phone, go to the voice memo, push record, then share it to boardgamesnobs at gmail.com. Or if you're on your computer and you know how to record, push record. Send us a voicemail at boardgamesnobs at gmail.com. It's for our 150th episode. Record 60 seconds or less telling us your favorite game, and we may hate on it or may sing your praises, depending on how many of these we get. Also, tell us a moment or episode, a pun, joke, insult, insight, anything of ours that sticks in your mind, and feel free to congratulate us. And sing our praises. Yes, this is very self-serving. But I have a fragile ego and need constant reassurance. So please try to make the audio clear, discernible. Um, And that's all. You have until April 6th. Three weeks. Come on, people. I know most of you aren't inclined to actually contact us. But there are many that do on a regular basis. We have people like Trevor, Richard Lapino. Brian Levickelai, I think that's how you say your name, Brian, Christian, Frankie, Lindsay and Eric, Nathan, Urban Presker, I could just go through and name everybody, That uh, Ben Joseph on uh, Facebook, we have many folks that reach out to us on a regular basis, so from you people, Mike Poole, uh, we want, we definitely want your voicemail, and for those that are a little more, uh, you know, don't usually reach out to us, Please do. Please reach out. Bruno, Andrzej Dorialski, sorry, Giuseppe, Kelly Wilders. Uh, we have a listener on YouTube, Rowan. Rowan, this is for you. Send us a voicemail. Jim Crimmins, Michael Vinoy. I'm just listing everyone off. Don Gilstrap, we expect no less than these people, at least, dear listeners to send in voicemails. Ryan Maxwell, Nick Shaw, Anthony Bain, Michael Langford, all of you better send us stuff. Yeah, that's all. Um, Episode 150, send in your voicemails. You have three weeks. You have until April 6th. Thanks. Welcome to the Board Game Snobs Podcast. Critically harsh reviews with a touch of class. And we're back. We're back and better than we were probably last week. And we apologize to anybody in Croatia that we might have uh, offended. Uh, We have, I looked it up, we have zero downloads from Croatia. How dare they? We've got one from Mexico. We got one from Israel. We got one from Ireland. (laughs) Thank you, Richard Simpson. (laughs) Uh, Oh, we got two from the Czech Republic. We got two from France, Slovenia, Thailand. What Saudi are, Arabia. What do they speak in the Czech Republic? Uh, Czechoslovakian. Oh. Uh, 
four from Denmark, four from Poland. Ah, my people in Poland. I say my people. I'm not Polish, but I've been to Poland. Beautiful country. Uh, Iceland. Got five from there. New Zealand. Norway. We're big in Germany. Got about 20 people listening in Germany. 20 people listening in Sweden and the Netherlands. We hit number one in Belgium at some point. But so did got- David Hasselhoff. So that really doesn't mean much. You don't hassle the Hoff. Yeah. So like all of our underwater puns last week were cracking me up. <laughs> Get it cracking. <laughs> you, did you look that up? You just I thought did. Of it. I was, I was, I was dry for puns last, <laughs> last week. Uh, so, so I had to, I had to come back. You had and, to come back uh, lubed up some, some, for some puns. Had to come back and get uh, get some underwater puns. Uh, we're going to do some emails and talk about some stuff because we have people who keep emailing us. I don't know why. I guess when you beg people for emails, they'll do it. I'm Luke glad. Holt makes me very happy. Luke Holt says, I've listened to over half your podcasts at this point. I've discovered you guys a couple of weeks ago, which does that. That is a question I've always asked people. It's like, do you go back and listen to older episodes? And you I guess should. people do. They do. And they should. Luke is joining the Air Force at the end of April. Uh, let's see. A couple questions for you guys. If you could make a game, what would be the theme main mechanic? For me, it would be a samurai game with a leveling system that would also have a miniature that you could switch out unique sets of armor onto. Ooh. Write that down, Gobby. Sorry. All right. <laughs> Or a hidden movement legacy Terminator 2 game. Okay, so Whitechapel, but with John O'Connor and Sarah Connor? I said O'Connor. That game is not fault. Yeah. (laughs) Like Roseanne. (laughs) Roseanne Uh, (laughs) O'Connor. That's like it is a hidden movement game of Roseanne and Dan just trying to find their kids. Uh, A hidden movement game. Legacy Terminator. So the T, the T, is it going the original? It was like the T eight hundred. That was Schwarzenegger, and then the T one thousand was the uh, I forget his name. The actor Patrick something. I feel like yeah, Patrick. That guy was weird. And then uh, the 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 latest iteration. I like that idea. It's just you know the Terminator hunting down. If that game is not called Come with me, if you want to live. That 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 is a that that would be the title of that game. It would you have should to do be. that, Luke. Yeah, if you could reskin a game with any theme, what would it be? He says El Grande with demons. Uh, no. no. Oh, apparently he's also started his own podcast called Analysis Paralysis. Oh, and right. I have everybody's not got a podcast. Everybody's got a podcast. Everybody's got the a more podcast. competition well, for us. I don't like it. Stop it, Luke. Uh, Stop it. Oh, he didn't review Tammany Hall, which is basically El Grande fixed. Huh. Yeah. There you go. I think we addressed this email when we discussed. Maybe we didn't. I don't know. We discussed games. <laughs> I don't know. We discussed games that we have thought about. And I said I had an idea for a game. And I said springs and markers or something weird. I'm going to go into more detail right now. There was a game growing up. I think it was Star Wars based. You simply had a sheet of paper. You would draw a line down the middle of that sheet of paper. And then someone, and then you would, uh, I think you would create, I don't know, maybe 10 TIE fighters and X-Wings. And on your side of the paper, depending on who you were, if I was X-Wings, I would create 10 X's. I don't remember what the amount was, but a certain amount of X's indicating you are the X's. And then the O's were the TIE fighters. So I would scribble that down. I would make an X on my side of the paper. Scribble, 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 scribble. And then the other person on their side of the paper would do their X-Wing or their TIE Fighters. So when it came to attack, 
I would scribble in real hard on my side of the paper, a marking, just, just a, you know, a dot. And I would just scribble it real hard. Then you fold the sheet of paper over and on the back side, you would scribble where that marking was so that it would imprint on that side. That was you firing from X-Wing to the TIE fighters and wherever the imprint was, that's where you were shooting at and you would miss or hit. Is this ringing any bells for you? Yes, I played that same game, but it was just with a piece of paper. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's just a piece of paper. You're just doing X's and O's. But for us, it was, you know, X-Wings and TIE Fighters. Yeah, I have no clue who invented that. But yes, I played that. <clears throat> so I like thought I, of, I, about making that into a board game. But of course, you know, it would require a little bit more elaborateness, a little bit more maybe of some like, artwork, <laughs> some artwork, some shields. But you it, could you, just have a Kickstarter and all it be is like a like a, some legal pads and some pins. <laughs> $49.95 plus shipping. And well, that's what I was thinking. Goal. I was like, how do I make this a actual board game? So I was like, you would need like some springs and some protractors and a way to make that a thing. But I loved that game. I loved it. I played that many a day. And you just fold that piece of paper and fire the shot at you. But you can make it where like you have all these different types. You know, you hit my front shields, my back shields. I don't know. Luke also included a joke that he came up with in the sixth grade. What do you call somebody who has sex for spaghetti? A prostitute. You and Luke are on the same level. Okay, so that's that's one. That's one. That's Luke's. Uh, let's see. Bill Jazzer says his first concert was Orleans. You're still the one. He says there is definitely Only no Orleans is a board game. I never knew it was a band. There is a definitely a connection between the amount of alcohol consumed and the quality of the show. I'll leave it up to you to decide what that is. <laughs> I can only assume for Jerry is the more alcohol consumed, the better the podcast. Otherwise, he's uptight. Brent Ransom says, "I want to give I like you." You're an just email. blowing through these. <laughs> we have a lot of them. We got people gave us a lot of emails. Ruin. I don't know what it is about this game, but wrapping my head around the rulebook has been tough. It might be because I'm jumping to solo play first. I'm hoping I can tackle it today. Uh, Brett, the game's not hard. I don't know what your problem is. You shouldn't wrap your head around a rulebook. That sounds dangerous. <laughs> zonka, zonka. But Ruick's an excellent game. You should paint your miniatures. Maybe you're not saying it right. Ruick. That's what the problem is. And I backed the, uh, the Kickstarter for the expansion. So I will be uh, interested in seeing that, but yeah, paint your minis, Brett, paint your minis. Oh, here's Jeff. Aust- Jason Osterbind tabletop simulator or other digital tools for board gaming. Have y'all taken a look into this since the pandemic has began? Yes. Tabletop simulator is okay. I like it to, for some games, but obviously I certainly think BGA is where it's at. Agree. I, I, I be, I think BGA has spoiled us. When it's, you know, quickly, you're not having to, there's something about this virtual reality type thing where everything's scanned in and you're having to drag pieces everywhere. I like it to snap to. I wish that Tabletop Simulator did that better. Uh, have you tried Terraforming Mars with the Toromoil expansion? No. You could do it? No. You could do it here for free. No comment on the legality. <laughs> Looks like somebody has an app set up on it. Mm. Uh, do you guys have any games that have not come out yet? That you are looking forward to? No. Uh, yes, there is. Uh, Corey, K- I never can say his name. The Polish designer, Corey Kaneski, uh, the guy who does the Fantasy Flight designer. He has a game coming out that looks very interesting. The name leads me on it. I'll look it up here in just a moment. 
But here's a game that is coming out that I think is going to be, I think it's going to be the hot thing. I think it's going to be the hot thing. Let's see. Also, uh, Sleeping Gods. I haven't played Sleeping Gods. I have had a love-hate relationship with with Brian Lockett. Sleeping Gods looks like one that may be uh, interesting. A snoozer? <laughs> yeah, I have no interest in Red Rising, the new uh, Stonemaier game. Just FYI. Uh, see, now that one I'm kind of interested in. No, no, I just I couldn't care less. I will say there is a game that's already been out, but there's another implementation of it, a second edition by Cole Worley, John Company. I desperately want to play John Company. I think there's going to be a Kickstarter for it, and I am very much waiting for the second edition of John's Company. What about also, Terraforming Mars, the card game? Terraforming Mars is a card game. That's what I don't understand. Like, how are they making this? It's terraforming Mars without the board, basically. Uh, you also Scott Alms game, so you have been eaten, where you have been eaten by a beast mm-hmm, and you're mm-hmm. slowly passing through their gastro track. Mm. Uh, looks interesting. I'll be. Uh, I don't want to play it. I say ingest. <laughs> ingest. Uh, let's see. Uh, number three. Have you heard of an upcoming game called Europa Universalis? The Prince, the Price of Power. It's a board game based on a video game. I am, I am aware of the video games. Uh, it's a beast of a game. I don't know. It may be something y'all might be into. It comes out later this year. Uh, I will say that all the video games that have turned into board games so far, I have disliked. You won't rope me into it. I'm thinking of Crusaders Kings. Crusader Kings. I love Crusader Kings 3. I thought that Crusader Kings board game would be similar. It was awful. I thought that This War of Mine, which is one of my favorite video games as well, thought that was going to be great. The board game, just I, it was just too fiddly for me. And I This bore of mine is what you said. Exactly. Oh, Mr. Osterbein. He's emailed us several times. He's been on a roll. Much like the three-banded armadillo. That's just how it is. So, Mr. Brendan Hines sent us an email. And this is something that I want to kind of be our topic regarding Board Game Arena. He's asking just some questions about it. it says, number one, what do you de- how do you decide what to play? And do you know the rules before you jump in or do you just go in and try to figure it out? Number one, uh, generally the games that I play on BGA are games that I already know. Like, I've I have learned them before I go and try to play them. I love Yokohama on BGA. That is an excellent rendition. I think that Yokohama and uh, Jaipur, both excellent games on BGA. And obviously, I don't, I can't ever figure out the game. For some reason, it's not, BGA is not conducive to learning a game. If you already know it, sitting down and playing it, much easier. Much easier. Let's see here. There's another game that popped up. If you don't know it, just go on there and just start clicking on stuff. Yeah, it's awful. Don't don't do that. Don't do that. That that, that does not really. And have all the other players angry at you for you taking so long. Pretty much. That's my question for BGA. Are you going to get a BGA later? But on BGA, it gives you the option of do you want to kick this person out? They're taking too long. I have yet to kick a person out because I feel guilty. I kick people out all the time. Doesn't bother me a bit. Does not bother me one bit. Have can't you played stop. anything on B? Can't stop is my. I I can't stop playing. Can't stop. It's it's like crack to me. I love that game on BGA. Freaking can't stop. It's okay. It's I like good. the fact that you're rolling dice and kind of just it's it's stupid fun. It's stupid fun. 
Is there any games that you've never heard of that you have played on BGA? Yes. Our good friends at the uh, uh, Superboard Sunday introduced us to Marrakesh. Marrakesh is a carpet laying game. Uh, that's all I'm going to say is that you're basically a carpet layer going around laying carpet over other people's carpet and it makes people mad. You just got to play it. But it's a very uh, kind of take that type type mm-hmm. game where you're all trying to manipulate the board in a certain way to score the most points, but at the same time make decisions that will uh, mess around somebody else. Do you think by playing something new or different, you're getting the full in-person experience of playing the game? No, I do not. No, I do not. Say it again. I th- do you get this full in-person, quote-unquote, experience of playing a game when you play it on BGA? Oh no, no. I would never I would never review a game off of just playing it on BGA or via tabletop simulator. Because to me, part of a board game is that tactile feel. Like I have there are some games that I detract from just by the quality of the cards or the components. That that is part of the game. And I think that to have that in person experience, also there's just some games that you just enjoy better when you're looking across the table at somebody, I mean, it's, it's just not, it's just not the same. So yeah, no, I have, I, I, I mean, and every game we have played online with me and you, you are just generally much quieter. Like you just don't talk, but on in real life, when it's me you and Enrique or me and you, like you're, there's just more table talk and it's just, I don't, it, it's an incomparable experience. Like online doesn't compare to real life to me. Online is no. something we have to deal with because of we can't be together sometimes, but it's okay in a pinch. And some of these, like City of Big Shoulders, it's a great implementation. I'm like, yeah, it is way quicker than setting that friggin' board up in real life. And that's nice. But just being in person to person, it just doesn't compare. Mm-mm. Doesn't compare. And that's his next question. Have you played any games on BGA that replaced a real life version of it? I'm not going to say it's replaced it for me because I, I will still play City of the Big Shoulders, but man, uh, it is a phenomenal implementation of City of the Big Shoulders. And if anybody would like uh, to be taught City of the Big Shoulders, you just drop me an email at boardgamestobs at gmail.com. I love playing Big Shoulders on BGA. It's, it's still a long game. Even with uh, you know two, three, four players, it's still an hour and a half, sometimes mm-hmm. two hours. Uh, can do four. Force too much. I played a, a little too much. I played a random game online with two people I didn't know, and it took us two hours. And they were taking a long time between turns. And I was like, "Oh yeah, don't get me wrong. They both beat me. Somebody that's why they, you know, they actually thought about their moves." But the city of big shoulders, it keeps track of your score. It lines all the stuff up for you. You just point and click, and it lets you know what you can do, can't do. It's really, really good. And I will say that one of the things about playing on BGA is that you often you'll get to play games multiple times over and over and over and certainly play them more than you normally would uh, a big game in real life. And it helps you to kind of see and pick out some of, I don't want to say the bad points of a game, but where a game really breaks down. Like sometimes where you can see some flaws in games that you normally would not have picked up on unless you've played it 10, 15 times. In a row, such you as know, have you? Can you tell us something? An example? Well, I, well, City of the Big Shoulders. I'll, I'll use that as an example. Um, I played this two-player against somebody who was ranked incredibly high, 
And as soon as we started playing, I, I began to lose intensely. And I couldn't figure out because I had won literally every game of it I had played since then and before then. And the person, you know, we're chatting back and forth. He says, look, when you play two player, you can't play like you would a three or four player game because naturally you, you, you interact with people just by means of just taking stuff they need naturally. When it's two player, you have to be aggressive. You have to purposely look at my board and go, he needs this. I need to be first in the market. I need to purposely save up some money and buy stuff that you are going to need. You are purposely out trying to make life hard for that other player. He says, don't just play the game. You doing your thing and they're doing their thing because the game will just be close and just whoever happens to have the upper hand at the last round will win it. He says, you have to be purposely attacking each other. I I didn't realize that. And I look back on several of the other games I've played that were just two-player when I, just, it turns into just, just a solo game. I'm just running my company. You're running yours. And I happen to run mine slightly better. And so I won. I happen to pick a better company. I happen to manage it just slightly better. So the game is close, but really it turns into a whole new monster when you start attacking each other. Uh, also learned on Voyages of Marco Polo. Uh, I really like that game. I'm awful at it. I can never figure out quite what I'm doing wrong. Uh, but the more I play it, the more I'm, I'm, I'm coming to realize there is a, there is a one good way to win that game is what I'm seeing. And I think that most people who play it have that mindset and they kind of know what to do. And I think that's why I'm, I'm really spinning my wheels and losing every time I play, uh, Marco Polo. Oh, and, uh, played Yokohama with this fifth or fourth ranked individual on BGA and he stomped me and he gave me some tips on that as well and it was interesting to see that he played he played the game completely different in comparison to how I play it. And You're not going to share those me. tips? I am not. I well, am not. That's not very nice. Well, you'll figure them out. You'll have to watch closely next time uh, I beat you. <laughs> Uh, he then asked about our top five, uh, whatever you guys on BGA stuff, uh, like what of our top five recommendations. I would say anybody, anybody who wants to play uh, a game on BGA needs to get on and start with something that they know. I don't particularly like Seven Wonders, but I enjoy Seven Wonders on BGA because it's so quick and easy. I, I actually have played plenty of Seven Wonders. Welcome to. Very easy game to understand and learn. I play a lot of Welcome to on uh, BGA, and I would recommend starting off with something light there, and then moving on with something that's not not so much much heavier, but a little bit longer. Like I really enjoy Stone Age. I think Stone Age is is a great game on uh, on BGA. Has a nice implementation of that. I like uh, on on BGA. My top five would be, well, number one would be Yokohama. Number two, probably, well, actually, number one, if I'm being realistic, number one is Can't Stop. I can't get enough. Can't Stop. Number two, Yokohama. Number three, Targi. Number four, Jaipur. Number five, did I say Yokohama? I don't uh, know. Probably. I don't really play Stone Age a whole lot. Uh, Stone Age is fine. It's 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 pretty good. It's, uh, I'm really working that in there. See, uh, uh, yeah, probably Stone Age, I guess. Fine. I, whatever. I'm super, I'm super excited to see that they have Homesteaders. The 10th anniversary edition is in beta. Oh, and I 
play that. That'd be yeah. good. I do. I I I might need to fire that up because that's looking really good. But no, thank you, sir. Thank you, Mister Brandon Hayes, for emailing us in. And I'm trying to see if there's any other emails that I missed because I got to get off here. I Did get you know armadillos are the only animals besides humans infected with leprosy? I did. I also know that Octothorpe mm-hmm. is the sur- surname of Thorpe. Thorpe is a Middle English word for hamlet or small village, according to Richard Lapino. And he knows. Did you know nine people in Florida have tested positive for leprosy this year? All report encounters with armadillos. Don't be messing with armadillos. If you think they have leprosy, if it's a nine-banded, stay away. Your finger's going to fall off. Also known as Hansen's disease. I didn't know that. Like the brothers? The three of them? Like Jim Hansen. <laughs> mm-hmm. No. H-A-N-S-E-N. Hansen's disease. I don't know mm-hmm. why. I guess some guy named Hansen apparently got it sometime from an armadillo. Who knows? Don't be messing with armadillos. They will make your fingers fall off. Don't be handling them. Anyways, I got to get off here, like I said earlier. We got to go. Why you got to go? Why? I got things to do. What? People to see. Important things. What are you doing? It's the pandemic. You can't go nowhere. I'm a busy man. I'm an essential worker. I'm employed, unlike some people. Hey, we haven't discussed that yet. Until next time, I'm Gabby. We love you. (laughs) Bye-bye.